0: one. Twenty eight minutes or less podcast with Estop Foster. Back the way. Twenty eight minutes to minutes Foster. Estop Foster. F. Foster. F. Foster. What's good, people? It's your boy, Estop Foster, with another episode of 28 Minutes or Less. And um, this was kind of a emergency episode. Um, I didn't have anything planned this week. I was going to let the uh, versus episode simmer for a little bit, but um, got some breaking news in the AM. Um, it was actually the first thing that I saw this morning. And the subject matter is going to be um, the late, great, the GOAT. Bobby Bowden passed away this morning. Um, you know, he, he's, he battled with COVID a year ago, but um, he ended up getting cancer. Um, the news came out like two weeks ago, <clears throat> and he uh, sadly passed this morning. And what people don't—well, some people may not understand on this podcast because— I mostly spoke about these types of things on the Stolen Time podcast. You know, shout out to Uncle Washington, rest in peace. Um, it's how much of a Florida State fan that I am. And uh, one of the main reasons why is because of Bobby Bowden. Bobby Bowden was who I call the coolest man in America. He was one of my favorite coaches that I ever seen on the sideline of a game. Uh, he was the reason why I fell in love with Florida State, the reason why I wanted to go to Florida State, one of the reasons why... I ended up loving the school for as long as I did because of the tradition that he built uh, from that school. You know, um, as far as his athlete, you know, 44 years, um, coaching career, 377 wins, the second most in FBS history, which I get a little bit more on that. Two-time national championship, both with Florida State, 1993-1999. 32 bowl appearances, won 21 of them. A second most among all coaches, inducted into the College Hall of Fame in 2006. Bobby Bowden, um, for, what most people don't seem to know unless you go and get the history on it, is, um, you know, from West Virginia, had a great job at West Virginia. Um, he invented the veer offense, and West Virginia was a, was a power, you know, in the early 70s and bobby Bouton you know took his talents down to tallahassee where he became the head coach down there to a school that was getting ready to cancel the football program what people don't seem to realize and understand about florida state was when he took that job you know in the mid-70s they was about to cancel the football program because it was losing money and it was terrible flat out terrible so you leave something that you built into where well, you help build to turn into a power, you leave that school to go to the laughing stock of college football. Within two years, he flipped the whole script of the program and turned them into a destination spot, not only from his coaching on the field, but the things that he did off the field. Bobby Bowden was a staple in the community in ways of being in the ways of having a great relationship with FAMU. A lot of people don't know that's an HBCU down in Tallahassee where he made players feel welcome from that college for them to be feel to feel welcome at Florida State University. Bobby Bowden had a thing where he would take all of his players black, white, Latino, whatever. He would take them to an all-black church and he would take them to an all-white church to let everybody know you're all welcome everywhere. We're not going to have any division on the football team. For him to be able to do that and bring faith into his program, which you can take that you know, with a grain of salt, however you feel about it. But Bobby Bowden just didn't have any type of players on his football team. He didn't just recruit the best players. He recruited guys that were good people. You know, like the story about when Ward Dunn got recruited there. Ward Dunn lost his mother in the recruiting process. His mother um, died during a traffic stop because she was a cop. And uh, she ended up getting her life taken away. And um, Bobby Bowden and Charlie Ward were people who sealed that deal of getting Ward Dunn to come there from the state of Louisiana for him to end up going to uh, Florida State and Tallahassee. Um, so he recruited great guys. Everybody see the man that Ward Dunn became. Um, Bobby Bowden had a Rhodes Scholar on his football team, and Myron Rhodes, you know, um, he he was just what the definition of coaches was. And one of the, a lot of the reason why I thought he was the coolest guy ever was because like even though it's a it's a statement that people don't go around and say, but man, when he would say Dad "Dadgummit," it was like the coolest thing in the world, man. And and I always wanted to play for that guy. Um, you know, when I graduated high school, Florida State was on the on the down at the time. They had just recently came off of a, a Nokia Sugar Bowl, um, in 2003. But like I graduated in 2004, and that's when they really started, you know what I'm saying, going down until Jimbo Fisher came. Um, Well, he was already there. He was just on the coaching staff. And that's where my beef came with Florida State, because they hired Jimbo Fisher and Jimbo Fisher was the coach in waiting. I think that what Jimbo thought that Bobby Bowden was only going to be coaching for maybe a year or two. He ended up coaching more than that, and he put pressure on the school and they ended up pushing Bobby Bowden out the door. That was one of the reasons why I always had a beef with Florida State with that. I always had a beef with Jimbo Fisher, even when they won the national championship in 2013. On the last BCS championship, I had mixed feelings about it. Of course, I was happy that the school that I rooted for, you know, since I was like seven, eight years old, won a national championship. But it was the fact that for this man who kept this thing afloat. Not even just afloat, but to go on still the only coach to have 14 straight years. 14 straight years in the top five. Still hasn't been done to this day. I think Nick Saban is getting close, but hasn't been done to this day. To do that and to go on to as many straight bowls that they went to was unprecedented for him to be at the time when 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 he left he was the second all time winning his coach to push this man out of the door for another coach was a disgrace Bobby Bowden did not the whole seven years Jimbo Fisher was there he never came to one game Bobby Bowden didn't come back to Tallahassee in that fashion until Willie Taggart took over and welcomed him in. So there was a beef between him, the school, and Jimbo Fisher and it lingered. And I was upset about it because I was always a Bobby Bowden fan. So with that being said, now a great comparison is Reggie Bush. To the point that I'm about to say. Reggie Bush won a Heisman. Right? We all saw it. We all know he was the best player in college football that year. It was well deserved. They took that away from him because of the findings of, you know, pay for play. So they vacated it. We all know Reggie Bush did it. As far as wins, Joe Paterno is number one now when when all that stuff happened at Penn State they vacated some wins which put Bobby Bouton as the lead and wins because they vacated some wins but to the comparison that I used Joe Paterno won those games we all seen we all know he won those games it sucks what happened there prayers out to all the people but at the end of the day he won so Bobby Bowden is the second, but in the record books, he's like number one because they vacated wins from Joe Paterno. But I still say that he's the second, but that's still that's still a stack to keep. And then like the person that's next, because we was talking, me and Jamar did a podcast and we were saying that Nick Saban needs 164 wins to become number one. Nick Saban is already late 60s. He's like 68 or something like that. He's not going to catch him. He's not going to catch him. So to do what he done, not only on the field, but off the field. This man had great men. You hear what I'm saying? Men. Odell Hagan was recruited by him. Became a grad assistant. Stayed on the staff and is still on the staff. To this day, with three different coaches, he's on the same staff because he has that Bobby Bouton DNA in him. Um, it sucks to hear this, man. But what was also great was the fact that it wasn't a Joe Paterno situation. Now there was a lot to go along with that because what Joe Paterno was dealing with with that case on Jerry Sandusky, him being fired from coaching, you know. Because I, I mentioned that because some people who have coached for this long of a period of time tend to pass soon after they started coaching Bobby Bowden you know he lived some years you know he was able to you know kick his feet up with his wife and live you know without having that sideline with him you know I think that this is a coach that's going to go down in history as one of the most well respected coaches ever and I don't think that now some people the way that they judge things they judge it off national championships he had two and it was different back then because it was point it was appointed champions that were championship games and then there was also situations where you know when there were it it, it was just different and then the BCS came in and that was all computer wise and now it's the playoff and all this type of stuff now he wasn't in the playoff era. Um, he had a couple of years in the BCS era but this, just the man that he was and the things that he believed in you know making black players feel comfortable in white um, in white arenas and vice versa with the white players with the black players for having a great relationship with FAMU um, for being not just having guys who did not graduate he had a very high graduate um ratio you know he just cared you know it it wasn't just about the football field you know he wanted disciplined guys you know um shout out to JD Oracle he gave me a great stat but he was like throughout those years of him coaching he was always the least like Florida State was always the least penalized team in college football How many people can say that? That just shows you the discipline that he instilled into the players that he coached. And when you instill discipline into guys, that these guys end up being successful in life. When you look at a lot of the guys that he coached, a lot of them became successful in life. You know what I'm saying? Look at Derrick Brooks. Look at Ward Dunn. Look at Charlie Ward. Uh, Derek Brooks, Myron Rowe. Like, there's just a long list of, of what's my guy name? Buckley. You know what I'm saying? Buchanan. There, there, there's countless names of guys who just became very successful in life because they was able to instill a lot of characteristics from this great man, this goat, and a coach, and Bobby Bowden. It it sucks that the news came out, um, that he passed. But, you know, it's 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 been crazy. You know, I I lost one person that was very close to me. I speak about it all the time. Shout out to Uncle Washington. Um, you know, I never met Bobby Bowden. Don't know him as a person. But it hits at home for me because of the type of man that he was that I saw from afar. What being one of the reasons why I fell in love with this program, and another reason why I am disappointed with the program on um, what's been going on lately and what happened with Jimbo Fisher. But I stayed loyal. Um, it's, it's, it's. It sucks. We we losing we losing a lot of people, uh, whether it's uh, from close or from afar. But I just wanted to mention a couple of things, you know, about Bobby Bouton. You know, give you one last, you know, what I'm saying, <laughs> give you one last dart garnet. it. Um, uh, he, he he was just he was just he was a character, man. He, he was he was definitely a character, and To me, I don't care what happens. I know Nick Saban got like seven national championships. I don't care nothing about all that. Um, Bobby Bowden, one of the greatest, the greatest, I'm sorry, the greatest college football coach in history. Um, we lost a legend. We lost the GOAT. Um, the only other person that I give like that coaching GOAT status to is Pat Summit. you know what I'm saying, for what she was able to do at Tennessee, uh, with the Lady Vowles, uh, her and Bobby Belton have a lot in common, and they cared about, they, they, they cared about their people. You know what I'm saying? They cared about coaching. They cared about the program. You know, there's a story about how Bobby Belton almost took another job. If I'm not mistaken, I believe it was LSU. Um, but, you know, he ended up staying put And for them to push him out the door the way that they did, it's still disappointing to this day. But, you know, he had a great life, 91 years old. He will always be remembered as one of the best coaches to ever coach the game. I mean, even even when it comes to NFL, you know what I'm saying? This man, this man is the GOAT. I had to uh, do a little quick pie. I'm not going to hold y'all long today. I just had to do a quick pie real quick to uh, to speak on the great Bobby Bowden. Um Hopefully, the school, Mike Novell, and those boys, you know, pay homage to him. I'm pretty sure they're going to pay homage to him as far as the field. I mean, the field is named after his Bobby Bowden field at Dope Campbell Stadium, but like, you know, hopefully we can now I'm gonna say this but I don't mean no disrespect when I say this but I just hope that they dedicate the season and they can have an outcome like the Lakers did with the passing of Kobe Bryant and they was able to dedicate that season to him and to win a championship that same year it'd be great to be able to see now I doubt that this is gonna happen I don't know how the season is going to turn out. Uh, I get into that later on, but not in this pod. But later on, it will would be great to see that, that this this program can have a great, successful year, and to be able to dedicate a good season to the great Bobby Bowden. Uh, you know, y'all go check out UFO from uh, J D. Oracle. Me and him did a pod today. So shout out to him. I appreciate everything that he's doing. We got some stuff behind the scenes that's being worked out right now. So st- to stay tuned. You know what I'm saying? S- the boy S. Foster got some shit going on. So uh, shout out to him. Shout out to Casey. You know what I'm saying? That's my goddamn favorite producer. Shout out to Scoots Bronson. We still putting in work. We got an episode that's about to drop. It's about to blow you alls mind. So you know what I'm saying? We did an uh, episode on Evil Genius. So that's going to be out in the world soon so uh check that pod out as well viewers anonymous you can go to at Viewer pod on instagram va podcast watch group page on facebook so you can find all that stuff so shout out to my guy scoops bronson um you know shout out to everybody man uh oh one one huge thing man my guy mark man he went to uh Foster's private school. He's from Tallahassee. He just graduated, you know what I'm saying, with his third degree. Shout out to my guy Mark Man uh, for graduating this past this weekend. So another uh, beloved for my guy. I'm happy for him. Congratulations. And uh, a huge shout out to you. So uh y'all can check me out at S.Foster8 on Instagram and Twitter, same handle. 28 minutes or less pod on Instagram. 28 minutes or less on facebook y'all can find all that information there for everything that we post uh, stay tuned got a lot coming you know what i'm saying we putting these bad boys out the team we here we here to stay um, and this was episode 52 of the 28 minutes or less podcast and your boy Thank you. Thank you